Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. I say it all the time. Kindness and gratitude have the power to change lives, but not just adult lives. Natalie Silverstein is an expert in family service. Her new book, Simple Acts, The Busy Family's Guide to Giving Back, has just been named by the Huffington Post one of the top 10 books for parents who want to raise kind kids. Hi, Natalie. How exciting. I know. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you for having me on. I just found this out yesterday, and I'm really thrilled. I'm really honored to be among that company of those other wonderful books, and I'm just so excited that the reach of the book will be so much broader now. Um, And I'm just really thrilled and honored. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I love it. 10 books for parents who want to raise kind kids. Like who doesn't, right? I mean, how wonderful that there are 10. (laughs) I know that's true too. That is true. You're sharing it with good company. Uh, So, but I want to hear a little bit about you because I have printed out way, I just have killed a lot of trees, just printing (laughs) out information about you because I feel like, I mean, you do some work with Parkinson's, you've Mm -hmm. You've Mm -hmm. been a blogger, you are an author, and you know, you've done some work with a a group out of Minneapolis, but would you just please tell me about you and what's important to you, Natalie? Sure, sure. Well, um, I started my career in healthcare. I have a master's in public health. So I worked for hospitals and managed care companies. And that was wonderful work, very fulfilling. Um, Then when I uh, had my children, when I started a family, you know, I worked for a few years, I tried consulting on my own. And it just got too complicated as it as it often does to work outside of the home with three kids, three small kids. And so um, when I decided to stay home, I really became interested in um, as I was raising these children in New York City, which is where we live. I really became interested in how I could do service with my kids. Um, you know, I had always volunteered as a young adult and as a, um, an older adult when I when I moved to New York City after graduate school. Um, but I, I was finding it really difficult to find service opportunities, volunteer opportunities here in New York City, a city of millions of people with lots of nonprofit organizations, certainly a ton of need, um, a lot of communities in need. I couldn't believe that I couldn't find a place to take my kids to a soup kitchen or you know, uh, to, to do homeless outreach, um, I, I found there were a lot of barriers being thrown up. And so I started pursuing family-friendly volunteer opportunities, you know, aggressively. And I became kind of the, the service volunteer lady. Uh, a lot of friends would ask me for advice. And Is that so, why you called yourself the kindness Google or volunteer <laughs> that Google? That was or funny. Something? The first, uh, the, the working title when I submitted my book to a publisher was the kindness concierge. Oh. A friend of mine called me that because she she would ask me, you know, all the time, where can I take my, where can I donate these extra things? And what can we do for, for Thanksgiving? And where can I find a soup kitchen? I'm like, well, you could try this. You could try that. I'm like, why am I giving all of this information away? So I had thought about starting a website or a listing of my own. And then that's, you know, that seemed very high tech and, and sort of like a lot of work for me as I was raising these kids. And I stumbled upon doing good together, uh, which you mentioned, which is based in Minneapolis. It was started about oh, 15 years ago or so. It's a national nonprofit. It's a 501c3, and their whole mission in life is to help parents raise kids who care and contribute. And when I stumbled on this, I'm like, well, this is my place. And I reached out to the founder, and she was doing a really wonderful listing in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area of family-friendly volunteer opportunities that was distributed to her subscribers just free every month. They would just get this wonderful list. And I said, well, I can do that here in New York City. So I reached out to Jenny, Jenny Friedman, the founder. 
And I said, you know, would you, would you be interested if I volunteered to sort of franchise your idea here in New York and do a listing in New York? And she wrote back to me immediately. It was one of those moments that happen in life that are sort of magical where I found her and she was sort of experimenting or thinking about expanding her concept nationwide. And we just came together at the exact right moment. Mm -hmm. And she jumped all over it and said, yes, this is what I've been dreaming of doing. So now I was the first about seven years ago now. And there are, oh gosh, now eight or nine communities around the country where there are people like me who gather, who cultivate and curate a listing of family-friendly volunteer opportunities that, that we push out to subscribers. So I've really enjoyed that work that has enriched my life, my family's life. And it, it did sort of create this um, persona for me. I became the de facto, you know, volunteer lady. And then I started getting asked to speak at um, schools and temples and churches and Girl Scout troops and to come in and talk about doing family service, you know, talk about volunteering with your kids, talk about random acts of kindness and, and different ideas that I had and things that I did with my own children. And I, it just became this this passion that turned into a vocation. And um, I'm like, you know, everyone is hungry. These parents all want this information. Everyone loves it. They just, and they would do more of it. They would do service with their kids. They would, they would create these opportunities if they had the information sort of at their fingertips. And I saw an opportunity to write a book, a resource guide, a really family-friendly, interactive, colorful, um, fun, just quick, easy tips and little ideas and different ways that busy families can incorporate service and acts of kindness into their daily lives, into the things that they are already doing. It really, um, it seemed to resonate. And after a lot of work on a proposal, et cetera, back and forth, you know how it goes. Uh, it was finally picked up by Griffin House and published on April 1st of this year. And the reaction has been really wonderful and really overwhelming. Everyone thinks um, that it's just an easy to use guide and that it really enriches their family and people are finding that they leave it on the dinner table or they leave it on the coffee table and the kids pick it up and they they flip through it and they say oh maybe I will you know for my next birthday we can do a service project or I can donate my you know my gifts to charity that sort of thing so it's just been a wonderful journey for me I'm so grateful to doing good together for sort of opening my life to this experience and um and that's and that's the journey that got me here today so i love the idea of for my own family we every day i say to my kids you know what was your glad today what was your sad today what was your act of kindness and we've done it since they were in preschool now my oldest is a sophomore in high school and we still do it every day and they expect that question so they look for it so my my thing has always been incorporate something um, when you get that kind of prompting inside your body to help someone or, you know, um, so incorporate kindness into your life that way. Why do you feel like it's, it's important for the whole family to kind of incorporate it in a larger way other than just, well, I was prompted to do this today. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, I think that parents know instinctively, um, and the research certainly supports that doing service, helping others, expressing empathy and gratitude, uh, demonstrating kindness clearly, uh, impacts children. It makes them more grateful, more empathetic, more compassionate, reduces bullying, uh, reduces mental mental health issues. Um, children who volunteer, teens who volunteer uh, tend to tend to do better in school. They, um, 
you know, less risky behaviors. They feel better about themselves. They're healthier. They're happier. We know this about adults who volunteer. Um, you know, it's, it's clear that giving back gives more to the, um, the, the giver than the recipient, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right? We know this and, and the research is out there to support it. So I think families and parents instinctively know that y- you want to raise a kid who cares about other people, who is empathetic, who sees the struggles of others and thinks, what can I do to make the world a better place? I mean, that's ultimately our goal as parents, right, is to raise the next generation of people who are going to go out there and make this world better because we certainly need it. And um, I think this just speaks to their very basic values that all parents, I think, share. Um, And it doesn't matter what your faith is or what your background. Um, And I think this is truly doing service and doing acts of kindness and incorporating this into your family life is living your values, is not just talking about it, not just sort of giving lip service to it or writing a check, which is also very important. I'm not suggesting it's not, but engaging in service with your kids, demonstrating that this is how, these are our values. This is what we prioritize as a family. You know, there's a phrase that I love to use when I'm doing talks that's, you know, um, when you say that you don't have time for something, change that word to, um, it's not a priority for me. And see how that feels. So when, so when you, when I tell a story in the book about why I wrote the book, is it was almost based on a conversation I had with a friend who had two young children, and she said, "Wow, I don't know how you find time to do service, all this service with your kids." And I, you know, they have soccer and they have hockey and they have tutoring and they have, you know, you name it, right? Kids are so overprogrammed. There's so much stuff that goes on, um, extracurricular activities on the weekends and all day soccer tournaments and all these things, you know, but those are the things that you're prioritizing as a family. And those are important. I'm not suggesting that they're not. But if you're saying that you don't have the time, even an hour on your weekend or during your week, or even the time over dinner to, um, you know, write a letter to a, a homebound elderly uh, relative who's lonely or or to reach out in another way. If you don't have time to incorporate service and acts of kindness into your life, but you have time for all of those other things, mm-hmm. what are you telling your children mm-hmm. about what we prioritize as a family, what we think are the most important values that we that we hold? And so um, that's just, that is, has always been my philosophy. I think that by doing, you are role modeling this for your children um, and that all of us participating together um, really shows them that this is important. This is worth our time and they will remember that and that will be incorporated and kind of ingrained into who they are as they as they grow up. So, um, you know, I, I just think it's, it's, it's obvious and I think every parent agrees with that. And then it's just really taking the time to say, I'm going to say no to something else to say yes to service and that that's going to be for the good of my whole family. We'll get back to our conversation with Natalie in just a moment, but first, our kindness call. Hello, this is Braylon and Anna, and we are from Evansville, Wisconsin, and we are fourth graders, too. We have a kindness story to share with you. My mom made these copies, and it said, Dear so-and-so, Speaking of you makes me smile because of these three reasons. And then it had three things that you could write. And I hope you have a good day from and then so and so. So um, we did them in class because I gave one a copy to my teacher. And I made one for Sarah. And it 
said, thinking, dear Sarah, thinking of you makes me smile because these three reasons. Number one, you're kind. Number two, you always have a smile on your face. And number three, you are caring. And then I wrote, I hope you have a happy day from Braille. And I got a note from this guy, from a kid in my class named Mark. And it says, Dear Hannah, thinking of you makes me smile because of these three reasons. Number one, you make me laugh. Number two, you talk to me. And number three, we both like tags. And it says, I hope you have a happy day from Mark. And it made me really happy when I got it. Bye. Bye. Did you know you can be on the Kindness Podcast? Call the Kindness Hotline with your story. You can leave us a voicemail at the number in the description of this podcast. Now, back to the show. When I had just two children, Jordan and Charlie, and um, I signed us up to volunteer at, um, it it was a a large community event where they were separating uh, clothing that people people would bring in bags of stuff. Then we separate and you fold and you whatever. Um, And they were doing with clothing and food and all of it. So I just signed us up for the clothing part of it. And we got home and I had such a great time that day. And I just loved seeing my kids working just so hard. And um, I, I was talking with them afterwards in the car, like, wasn't that great? And what'd you think about that? And when, what did you think about the people coming in? And, you know, all these different questions. And both of my kids looked at me and they were like, mom, that was terrible. And I said, <laughs> what? And they said, it felt like chores. Like you make us, mm-hmm. you make us do the laundry at home. Like we have to separate right. laundry at home. So this wasn't fun. Right. And that opened my mind. So what do you have to say about that? Well, certainly, you know, there are stories throughout the book. I start every chapter and end every chapter with some personal narrative about my own sort of, I'd like to say the tales from the trenches of trying to raise (laughs) compassionate kids. It absolutely doesn't always go as planned because life is unpredictable and kids are unpredictable. And the truth of it is that many times the work that volunteers are asked to do is not glamorous, not by a long shot. Um, You know, peeling the thousands of potatoes um, at the soup kitchen or sorting the dirty clothes that may or may not have bed bugs, right? Um, Or digging digging the hole in the the park for the tree that needs to be planted. Um, There is, you know, volunteer work is is difficult. It is challenging. Of course, you want to try and make it fun and engaging and interesting for your kids. You want to really explain why these activities are important, why it's important for us to do them because there's no one else to do them or the organization can't afford to hire someone to do them, how the people who will benefit from this, um, how this impacts them, certainly in the case of hunger or homelessness, you know, those are very impactful things. Sometimes it's a little harder to find the thread of that. Um, I often, you know, I give a lot of suggestions in the book. I think um, doing volunteer work with other friends tends to make things a little more fun and a little more joyful. Kids can get a kick out of being together. So if you have another family with similarly aged children and you all sign up to do something together and then you all go out for ice cream afterwards, right? Um, There has to be something in this for the kids. But I I think it's important, and I say this all the time throughout the book and in my own life, you will never regret doing something good for another person. 
as, as much as, uh, you know, a volunteer activity may be kind of a, a drag or, or it doesn't go as smoothly as you would have hoped or the folks that you're helping don't seem to appreciate you, um, which is sometimes very difficult. That definitely happens um, in some circumstances. You know, it is always worth your time. It is never a waste of time to have done something for another person or for, for a community or for our planet. Um, and I think that that's putting in the effort and again, we talk so much about with our kids about putting in the effort on their schoolwork, putting in the effort on their sports yeah. activities, their other extracurricular activities. All of those things are important. We tell them you can't, um, you know, empathy is like a muscle, right? It has to be exercised. And so we would never hand uh, a baseball bat to a kid and expect them to hit the ball right away and to hit it perfectly. We would never hand a kid a guitar and say, go ahead and play something really great. Empathy and service and kindness and, and being comfortable doing those things for with for other people, with other people, um, inclusiveness, really, um, you know, not not judging other people because of their circumstances, the language that we use around that. All of those things are like a muscle that have to be taught to children from a very early age, which is why the book starts very young um, and says that we can be doing these things for when children are very, very young, because it's just it's just the way that our family does things. It's the way that we walk through the world and it sets that example. And it really, it makes a mark on their, on their soul, on their character. I think. How old are your kids right now? They are 18, just starting college in two weeks. Um, oh. My son just started junior year. He's 16 and the little one is almost 12. Oh, neat. So you've so. had some years of going through this. Okay. I want sure. you to take off your expert hat Yes. And put on just your mama hat and <laughs> um, tell me about one act of kindness as we leave our listeners that that just made it for you, made it, you know, like this is why we do this. Sure. Um, listen, I have a, I have a ton of them, obviously. That's what the mm -hmm. book is all about. But something came up recently. I was, I was thinking about a story to share with you. And uh, this, this happened after I finished the book. But um, last holiday season, my daughter's school, the youngest, uh, she goes to a Jewish day school here in New York City. And they had organized um, groups of parents and children to go up to a nursing home and to, on one of the nights of Hanukkah, to light the candles and to sing the songs and to bring some joy to the folks who are institutionalized yeah. there. Um, and as just a reminder, you know, something like 80% of institutionalized seniors receive no visitors a year, none, because they live far away from family or there is no one to visit them. So, so visiting the elderly, intergenerational volunteering is one of the most impactful and special things that you can do with your kids. And it, it costs you nothing. Um, so we go up to this nursing home. It happens to be a, a nursing home that's run by a Jewish organization, but certainly there are people there of all faiths, all backgrounds, um, and all cultures. And we go from floor to floor. And as you've probably had this experience as well, you know, if you go into a nursing home or a senior your center. Sometimes, sometimes the seniors are not particularly engaged, right? Um, they may be um, dealing with some dementia, so they're a little bit checked out. They may be sleeping. They may just want to watch the television uh, where the news is playing. So we're there around dinner time, and they take us into each uh, on each floor into the little um, lounge area. And we go in, and we say, we're here to sing the Hanukkah songs and light the candles. Would you mind if we did that? And on every single floor, it was kind of a bust. No oh. one was really engaged. In some instances, there were clearly no 
Jewish people there who, who really cared what we were doing. So we're looking around at these kids. I'm with some other parents. And, you know, we're still we're still forging ahead. We're smiling and we're singing and, and trying to make it a fun time for the kids because the kids are getting a little bit like, gee, why are we here? And as we're walking away from one of those and going down the stairs to like maybe the last floor, an elderly woman in a wheelchair starts frantically kind of wheeling down the hall towards us, you know, pushing herself along. And she's kind of yelling to us, did I miss it? Did I miss it? And we said, no, no, not at all. Not at all, please. So I pull the kids back from the, from the stairwell and we gather around her in this little lounge. And she starts to tell us that she was born in France, but she considers herself a New Yorker. And America is the greatest country in the world. And isn't it wonderful? And look at these beautiful children. And can we light the candles together and sing the songs? And she was asking them questions, telling us about her life, where she came from. The kids were so engaged with this woman and the joy and the the light that went on in her and and in the eyes of the children interacting with this woman. um, It was such a special moment. And so when we finally kind of had to wrap it up and I said, would you mind if we took a picture? I mean, the joy on the faces of these kids. For me, that entire evening, which we probably spent an hour there, the 10 minutes we spent with that woman whose life was made so much better and brighter that day by this visit from these kids. That's the thing that I hope, and I know that I'm going to remember, and I hope that they remember. And again, it's back to my point, it's never a waste of time. It's never a wasted effort. It can do so much good for the kids and for the folks that you're serving. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Natalie, for talking. Such a pleasure talking to you, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. That was a conversation with Natalie Silverstein. Her book is called Simple Acts, The Busy Family's Guide to Giving Back. Find Natalie at simpleactsguide.com or on Instagram at simpleacts underscore guide. Thanks for listening to the Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to the Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, please spread some kindness in the review section. 